Let's talk about live streaming. Today I have five tips to help you start your first DJ live stream. Time to share the knowledge. Let's go. Welcome to the Share the Knowledge podcast for DJs. I'm your host, DJ TLM. This is episode 91, and today I want to talk about live streaming. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I want to welcome you to the STK fam. If you're a day one follower of the podcast, I just want to say I appreciate your support to the fullest. This podcast is all about helping you to become a better DJ, and in each episode, I cover one topic. If you have a suggestion for a topic for a future episode, make sure you send me an email, share the knowledge at djtlm.com. Now, if you're looking for DJ tutorials, product reviews, vlogs, behind the scenes footage, and more, make sure you check out my YouTube channel, DJTLM TV. Subscribe to the channel, activate the notifications so you won't miss out on any of my new content. If you want to follow me on any other social media platform, the handle is DJTLM everywhere. That's enough with the plugs. Let's get into the show, but I want to start with a warning, and that is that I am not an expert when it comes to live streaming. All of the information I'm sharing today is based on my own experience, but I'm very much aware of the fact that there's a lot more info out there, and I'm going to be talking about certain hardware and software, and I'm pretty sure this is going to work for most of you, but it might not be the perfect solution for you. So make sure you do some research yourself. You can use the information that you get here today as part of that research, but if you wanna know more about anything I talk about, or if you hear me talk about a certain thing, but you wanna explore if there's more options, make sure you go check that out online. There's a lot of dope YouTube channels that are all about live streaming. Uh, Epos Vox is one of those channels. Now, even though a lot of those channels are geared towards gaming streamers, you can still take a lot of info from what they have to offer. So I think live streaming is one of those tools that a lot of you should be using for a multitude of reasons. Now, in the last year or two, a lot of us haven't had a lot of work. I know here in the Netherlands, we've had a ton of lockdowns. We're currently on a lockdown again. So I've had everything shut down. Then I would get bookings. They would get canceled again due to a new lockdown. That happened a couple of times. And I basically had hardly any gigs in two years. What I did have was the live streams. Live streaming allowed me to still sharpen my skills, practice my craft by actually doing it. You feel that it's a little bit different than just playing at home or in the studio because you are doing it in front of a camera and people could be watching and listening. So you work on your craft. You might build a fan base while you're doing it and at least gain some exposure. Also, when you live stream and you record it, you now have content that you can cut up into little clips to post online so people can actually see you DJ when you might not have anything else going on right now. So if you have no gigs, live streaming is a perfect way to get yourself out there. If you currently have some gigs, live streaming could be that great add-on. Now, if your schedule is fully booked, then live streaming might not be something you wanna add, but even then, you could be live streaming from your actual gigs, and that is still extra exposure. People can see you doing your thing. It could be something other promoters see, and it could still help you out. So tip number one, is based on a lot of conversations that I've had with DJs in the past two years. I've been streaming during the pandemic and I used to stream like 10 years ago, but I picked it up during the pandemic because like I said, it's the perfect tool to at least keep going. 
And I spoke to a lot of DJs about streaming. I heard a lot of them say the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm thinking about it or yeah, I'm going to do it. But first, I want to make sure I get my setup right. So I'm working on uh, the studio or the room in their house, whatever the case may be. And I want to make sure I get the gear right, the setup right. It all boils down to the same thing. You feel that you have to get all of these things in order, basically perfect, before you can start your stream. And tip number one is do not wait until you get a quote unquote perfect setup for a couple of reasons. First off, there's no such thing as a perfect setup. And I'm very aware of that because even though I've improved my own setup in the past two years and the production value has gone up, I have a list this long of things that I know I still want to improve. But I know it's not the most important thing, so I'll take my time and every now and then I'll add something new or try something new to improve my stream. But it's not the most important thing and there's no such thing as perfect. The second reason is having the what you call perfect setup is not really going to matter when you start streaming because you just need to get used to streaming. And if you're on your phone or using a multicam setup, your first stream is still going to be your first stream. You're going to have to get used to playing in your home or studio without an audience, but possibly with an audience watching you because you're playing in front of a camera, people might tune in. So it's a different feeling than playing at home. And it's also a different feeling compared to when you're in a club. You're not in a club. You don't really see your audience, but they could be there. You're going to have to get used to maybe certain software on a computer or on your phone. You're going to have to get used to possibly interacting with people. Is there a chat? Is it active? When do you read the chat? When do you reply to the chat? These are things you have to learn by doing them. There's not a real one-on-one streaming for DJs that you can follow like this is the way to do it. Because streaming is also where your own personality comes into play. Some DJs will talk a lot. Some DJs won't talk. Some will do a little. Some DJs keep their streams super basic. Some DJs end up making it this high-tech experience. That is something you'll discover once you start streaming. Some of you might build a real intricate setup with a lot of things, and then you discover, hey, I'm spending more time on cameras and settings and pushing buttons instead of doing the thing that I came to do, which is DJing. So DJing should still be the main thing you're doing because that's what people tune in for. They're tuning in to hear and see what you're doing. The music is the main content. That is the most important thing. So that's the most important thing. Just start streaming. And for me personally, I know I'm in a privileged situation because I've been creating content for years. So I had more equipment that is suitable for streaming compared to a lot of DJs. I already had several cameras. My lighting setup was okay. I had enough gear here to connect everything to the computer. So that's a plus. But my main camera, which was my main YouTube camera, was also my main camera for my live streams. I damaged the HDMI output, and that is the output you need to send your video feed to your computer. I damaged it, I think, like a month or maybe two after I started streaming again. I lost my main camera right there. It still works perfectly to record video, but I can't use it for streaming anymore. And I heard it's really expensive to get that fixed. 
So that's not an option. So all of a sudden, my secondary camera, which is a Canon M50, and it has very nice image quality, but that was my second cam. All of a sudden that became my first cam and I had to grab an old GoPro Hero 5 little action cam from like six, seven, eight years ago. And that became my secondary cam. The fact that I'm, all, I'm even talking about multiple cameras is already what you don't need. You don't need to start with a multi-cam setup, but coming from my video background, I just felt I did have to try to push the envelope a little bit and I wanted to have that multi-cam setup. But now my setup changed after like a month or two and I lost the highest quality camera. That didn't hold me back. I just continued and okay, now my second cam is my first cam and this little action cam is my second cam. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I wanna get my streams out there because I also understand that if I start streaming, I now have to start building an audience and the only way to build an audience is to start streaming and to stream consistently. Now, this is also important because I also understand that for a lot of you, when you start streaming, there's not gonna be an audience yet. So your first stream might have zero viewers. Well, maybe one if your mom or brother is tuning in, or maybe you have enough homies that you can actually call like, hey, tune in. So you have a couple of people watching, but for a lot of people, your first streams will not have an actual audience there. So imagine you're going through all of this trouble to get this quote unquote perfect setup for no audience. That's why it's more important to actually just start streaming instead of building something which you feel is perfect. So again, just start. Whatever you do, don't wait, just start. If you're thinking about streaming, this is something you think you might want to do, do it. Just start, you can always stop. Tip number two is the most important one on this list. And we're just gonna say it right now. So don't neglect the rest, but this one is the most important one because we are DJs and we're talking about live streams for DJs and that is improve your audio quality. People tune in to hear the DJ. So you can have the greatest visuals in the world. Your audio quality has to be up to par. Even if you're using something like your phone to record, you have to make sure that your audio quality is just good. And if you're gonna use your phone and you're gonna use the microphone on your phone, it's gonna be a problem. If you're playing in your room and the sound is coming from your speakers and the microphone on your phone has to now record the sound in the room, chances are that it's just not gonna sound good at all or it's gonna sound okay. But then if people compare it to all of the other DJs that are streaming and have better audio quality, then all of a sudden your channel does not sound as great anymore. Your stream does not sound as inviting anymore. And that's the thing, you're not the only one streaming. People have a lot of options. There's a lot of DJs streaming. Now there's room for a lot of DJs, but if you wanna contend, your audio quality has to be up there. So let's say you are using your phone to record, you're gonna have to find a way to get the sound from your DJ gear. So that could be from the mixer, or if you're using a controller, the output from the controller, to get the sound from your DJ gear into your device, so your phone or your computer, you're gonna need an audio interface. That is the way you get the nice quality. Now, there 
is another option. I'll get into that in a second, but that's not going to work if you're using your phone. So let's stick with the phone for now. There are a lot of audio interfaces available that are compatible with mobile phones. Now, I know there's a lot out there for iOS. I'm not sure about Android because I haven't checked. So you'll have to Google to see if there's audio interfaces compatible with Android, but I'm pretty sure some are. I actually think I have one that will work with both Android and iOS, but get an audio interface, which is just a small sound card, an external sound card that can capture the audio from your DJ set and deliver it to whatever device you connect it to. So I have an audio interface from Zoom that I've used as just a portable audio interface, but it also works with my phone. There's devices from Evo. They have the Audion Evo 8 or no, the Evo 4. I believe that's around 100 bucks. Of course, you have the famous iRigs. They're small audio interfaces. Some of them are around 100 bucks, but I also know there's cheaper options available. Now, for some of you, this might be a big investment. I understand we don't all have 100 bucks laying around just to spend on an audio interface for a live stream. But if you want to start streaming, this is one thing you'll have to invest in. Even if it's the only thing you invest in, you want to get that audio quality up there. Otherwise, I honestly don't think you stand a chance. I said there's another option if you're not using your phone, but if you're using your computer, certain DJ software does offer you an option to send the audio somewhere. I haven't used this, but I know Serato has this internally where you can send the audio that you're playing from the software straight to, I believe, streaming software on your computer. This is something you'll have to research yourself. I've never used it. I just take the output from my mixer, but I know there's an option to do that. I just don't know if that's going to work if you're going to be using your phone as your streaming device. But again, you just want to make sure you get that good audio. Tip number three, also important. And again, I'm starting with the phone again, but it's not only with the phone, whatever device you're using, you want to make sure you try to get the best lighting that you can get because light really helps to improve the image quality. It doesn't mean you have to go out and buy expensive lighting sets. Yes, you have great lighting sets out there that can definitely improve the quality, but there are simple ways to do this. And trust me, I've done basically everything over the years to help improve my video quality. And the same thing applies to streaming. Uh, when I didn't have any special lighting, I would go throughout the house and get any type of lamp that I could find. So if I had a desk lamp in the other room, I would bring the desk lamp. If I had like some sort of old, bigger light in the shed, I would grab that even though it's not a pretty light, it's a bright light, anything I could find. I've even used flashlights, actual flashlights that I had laying around, put the flashlight on a ladder, had it laying there so I would have a, a bit of light coming in from a certain angle, whatever. You, sometimes you gotta be MacGyver with it just to get it to work. But I just understood that extra lights can help. They can improve your image quality. And this light has to be aimed at you. So sometimes what I see people do is they understand they need light. They'll have the camera here, their setup here, but then they open a big window behind them. That is the opposite of what you want to do, because what you do now is you created backlight and now it's light behind you. You turn into this dark silhouette and people actually don't see you on your set as well. 
So the light shouldn't come from behind, it needs to come from the front. Now, if you have a ton of lights laying around and you have a room that has a bit of size, having a little lamp behind you is good because it creates a little bit of separation between you and whatever's behind you. So for instance, I have some lights right now that are aimed at my vinyl. If I turn those lights off, then everything behind me becomes dark, but there's a little bit less of a separation between where I'm sitting and what's behind me. It's not that important, it's just a little extra. But the most important thing is, lights need to be in front of you, pointing at you and your set, or just your set. It all depends on what you choose to do. Maybe you don't wanna have your face in the stream at all. Maybe you just wanna have the camera pointing at your set. If that's the case, you wanna make sure you have the lights aiming at that set. Whatever you have in front of the camera, the light needs to be on that, and that's gonna improve the quality. If you're recording with a phone, it's gonna help a ton. If you have some sort of cheap camera, so for instance, I've done a lot of streams with GoPros, and I think GoPros are a great solution for DJs because they have a wide angle, you can get a lot in your shot, but they're not great in low light. So if you're using a GoPro indoors, you need to make sure you have a lot of light. Again, I'm in a studio here that I use for video content creation, so I have plenty of lights here. So for me, it's not an issue now, but even though I, I remember that I did some shots with that GoPro Hero 5 and I didn't have all the lights that I currently have here. And when I look at back at that footage now, I can see like, ooh, whenever I go switch to the GoPro, it just doesn't look as good as it could just by adding more lights. At that time, I was too focused on my other camera, looked at that screen, that looked perfectly fine because that worked great with less light. But then when I saw the GoPro, which was also streaming, I was like, ooh, okay. So you have to figure out what works for your recording and streaming device, but lighting is so important. Now, there are options if you have the room and you actually wanna improve your lighting without grabbing all the lights in the house. Getting a set of soft boxes is one of the best solutions out there. And they are so cheap now compared to, let's say 10 years ago. A soft box is basically a large piece of cloth in an enclosure that's placed over a couple of lamps because you have a couple of bright lamps. They'll give you pretty bright light, but that's only in one spot. If you now put this big box over it with this piece of white cloth, it diffuses the light, which makes your light source much bigger and also softer. So you can light a bigger piece of you and your setup and it's not as harsh. Now you can get softbox sets where you can get two of those large softboxes. You get them with a tripod, you get them with a set of lamps that you put in there, and you can have at least a two-point lighting system, one on the left, one on the right, pointing at you and your setup. Just use those as lighting and you'll have great light. And I mean, yes, they will cost you money, they're not cheap, but I've seen softbox sets for around a hundred bucks as well when they were hundreds of dollars, even more like 10 years ago. So again, yes, it's money, but if this is something you take seriously, it is something you might wanna take a look at. Now again, start your stream with whatever you have in the house now. If it doesn't work and you feel you need more, then you can take a look at that. One more thing, I was talking about opening the, the curtains behind you, that not being a good thing. Maybe you're in a place where you can get that window in front of you so you can get the daylight pointing at you. Daylight is beautiful. It can give you great light. So if you have that option, that's great. But keep in mind, 
that you cannot control the outside. So if you start your stream and it's a sunny day and you get all this bright light coming in, but halfway through your set, it gets cloudy. All of a sudden it's going to get like two or three times less light. It's going to get darker. So that's going to change your lighting. That's why I prefer to have something like a soft box set because that way I control the light. I set it up, I turn them on and my light will stay consistent throughout the entire stream. So if you don't have enough lights and daylight is your best option, use it. Use the daylight because it is light, but just keep that in mind. Your lighting might change depending on the weather and the clouds. So, okay, tip number four, and this is what happens when I just do these videos and these podcasts, I don't have a script. So even though I have a few notes written down about things I wanted to cover today, I don't have an actual script. So what will happen is I start talking and I speak about whatever comes to mind. And I've already been talking about recording with your phone when tip number four is actually about video. So in this tip, I just want to give you a couple of options because you do not need to go for the most expensive camera for live streams. You have a couple of different options. So I talked a lot about the phone because that is just an option if you do not have a camera. If you don't have a camera, then yes, you probably do have a camera on your phone. What other options are there? So I already talked about one, and that is a GoPro, an action cam. Now, I would not suggest you go out and get the Hero 5. I used to use that one, but it is really an older GoPro, and the image quality, at least on mine, maybe mine is just a little bit worn out, the image quality just isn't that great. But then again, if you currently have no camera and you want to go buy something affordable and you see a nice a secondhand cheap GoPro Hero 5, maybe that is something you want to look at. But I believe GoPro also has a new budget option. So I have a couple of the newer GoPros, but not their budget options, but their their top options. So I have a GoPro Hero 9 and they recently released the GoPro Hero 10. Those were my two main streaming cameras. Now, one of them is one of the cameras I use. The other one I have in a bag a lot because I use it as a vlogging camera, an on-the-road cam, and I have a different main camera now. But GoPros, in my opinion, are a great option for DJs, not just for live streaming, but also for recording content. First, because of their size, they will always fit inside your DJ bag. They are that small. They're rugged, so they won't break easily. The new GoPros basically are all waterproof. So even if you're outside and it's a rainy day, you don't have to worry about that with a GoPro. And most importantly, they have that wide angle. I've done gigs where I had no room for a camera, only just inside my DJ booth, basically right in front of my DJ set. Now with my GoPro on a little tripod and you have great little tripods that cost near to nothing, you can have that GoPro right in front of your DJ set. And if you use the wider angle, you'll get yourself and your DJ set everything inside the frame. I actually did use it during one of my only outside gigs or outside of the studio gigs last year during Amsterdam dance event. I did an in-store at Mr. Mokum. Mr. Mokum is a store that is close to my studio here in Amsterdam. And my main camera was a GoPro, the Hero 10, that was placed probably two feet in front of me. And that caught me, the entire setup, and the background 
all in the frame. You're not going to get that with most cameras because they don't have a wide angle like that unless you go out and get like a super wide angle lens for your camera. So in my opinion, GoPros are just a great option for DJs. And I found that they work very well for streaming because in the last six months to, to no longer, in the last probably nine months, I've received so many questions during some of my streams, DJ streams and also my Q&A streams of people asking me like, what camera are you using? Because it looked so crisp. Now that is because I have a combination of using that camera with good lighting, but still people noticed that the quality was really good and that was just the GoPro. Now the GoPro 9 and 10 aren't cheap. They're not expensive cameras but they are between, I think you can get the Hero 9, maybe you can get that for like around something like $299. The, the, the Hero 10 is probably gonna be $399, something like that. So that's not cheap. There are probably cheaper options. And like I said, GoPro should have one budget option, which is a basic version, but that should still be a great option for streaming. Uh, but I would have to, or you would have to double check to see if it actually has what you need, which will take me to a point that I'll get to in a second. And that is connections, because that is important for the cameras that you're using. Keep in mind, you're going to be using a camera and you're going to have to get the image from your camera into your computer. To do that, your computer is gonna need a capture card. This is basically the same thing as an audio interface, but in this case, we're talking about a video interface. It is gonna be either an external, or in a lot of cases, an internal device in your computer that allows you to connect video recording equipment to send the video feed into your computer. This is necessary unless you're going the webcam route, and I'll talk about that next. But if you're gonna go for something like a GoPro, then you need to make sure that your GoPro has the right output. And in my case, that needs to be something that connects to HDMI, because a lot of the capture cards need HDMI, and your video, your recording device needs to have an HDMI output. The GoPro Hero 9 and 10 actually don't have that, so I needed to buy a separate media mod that is an enclosure that you put around your GoPro to add extra outputs. While my old GoPro Hero 5 actually did have that HDMI output. Okay, I did a quick check on the GoPro website. I actually don't see that budget option on the site anymore. I see the GoPro Hero 8 as their cheapest option. And that one also does not have an HDMI out. So you also need a media mod for it. I'm pretty sure there was another GoPro that was their basic option. And maybe there are other GoPro-like cameras, so action cameras that do have an HDMI out that could also work. But just keep that in mind. If you wanna go for a GoPro, you most likely will need to get an accessory to be able to connect it to your computer. I do know GoPros also offer an USB option because it has a USB-C port and that you can connect it to your computer via USB. With a GoPro app, it basically turns the GoPro into a webcam. 
To be honest, I've tried that. I've not had the greatest results with that, even though I've seen videos of people using it. Like I said, I just haven't had the greatest of luck using that myself. That's why I choose to go for an HDMI solution because I don't have to depend on anything else. As long as my HDMI cable is connected to the GoPro and to my video capture card, everything works perfectly. Now, there are a lot of other solutions out there when it comes to cameras. There are some great cameras out there that are not the most expensive, give you great image quality uh, and have the right outputs. Make sure if you're looking at other cameras, so if you're going to look for Canons and Sonys and stuff like that, keep in mind that the Canon cameras don't have a clean HDMI out. And what that means is if you connect it to your computer, with HDMI cable into your video capture card, you're gonna see everything that's on your screen, including all of the extra information that's on your camera screen. So you might see the ISO, you might see whatever values there are, it's gonna show up on your screen in your stream and you don't want that. It doesn't have a clean HDMI out. I believe that's the case for almost all Canon cameras. And the only way around that is to use, again, the USB port, and then they have an app that you can use and it turns the Canon into a webcam. To me, that's just not a great solution. Now, Sony has cameras that will work great for it. I used uh, my uh, Panasonic cameras, my GH4, before the connection got damaged, and now I have a Panasonic S5, but the Panasonics and the Sonys have a lot of cameras that will work, and Sony has a couple of their cameras that were less expensive, uh, and have great image quality and will work um, work great as a streaming camera. So this is one of those moments when I would say, make sure you take a look, just go to YouTube, even if you just type best cameras for live streaming, you're gonna get a nice list of cameras or just type best budget cameras for live streaming. So let's get back to what I said before, and that is webcams. Now, webcams are another solution the upside of using a webcam is you will not need a video capture card because the webcam is already connected directly to your computer because the webcam is connected through USB. So that is an upside. You do not need to have a camera and an HDMI cable and a capture card. It's just a webcam. You plug it in and your computer sees, hey, there's a camera connected and there's a video feed coming in. So. Yes, that is a plus. In my opinion, it is the only plus because webcams, when it comes to their image quality, light sensitivity, are just on a different playing field when it comes to just streaming and when you compare it to other cameras. I'm not saying you cannot do it. If you are on a budget and you currently have a webcam and that is your only solution, start with your webcam because then at least you can start. But what I've seen from most webcams is they're, they're just not that great. A lot of times you will see that the, the lighting the, just changes and you really easily get overexposed. So too much light comes in or it becomes too dark. Yeah, I, I even see the newer webcams that are released for streamers. And anytime I see a review, most reviews are just not that positive. Now, there's a couple of webcams that actually did better. I believe Elgato has a webcam out now, I forgot the name, that actually performed really well. And Aver Media has one model and there's another brand. But those are actually already in a price range that comes close to buying yourself 
a different type of camera. And then I don't know if the webcam is the best solution anymore. But for some, webcams might be that best solution because of the simplicity. It is that one little device. You can have it right above your screen. Uh, you can, a lot of the more expensive webcams might even have a thread so you can use them on a tripod. I have a webcam like that that I could just place on a tripod. It has a pretty long USB cable. I've tried using it here, but I didn't really have luck with it, and now I don't use it. It is an option. It is something you can look into if you feel you don't want to go into or you don't want to go down the video capture card route and you don't want to actually really look into so many cameras because with a lot of cameras, you will also need to look at lenses and you name it. The webcam is an option. It's just not something I prefer to use. So just real quick, uh, I already mentioned the GoPro Hero 9 and 10 are part of my setup. And I also mentioned my Canon M50. People have seen that camera on stream and the image quality is great. The only problem with the M50 is it always turns off automatically after 30 minutes. That is not something you want to have during your stream because I've had it happen so many times that I just forget to look for a couple of minutes and then it turns out that my camera turned off again and people are looking at a black screen and I quickly have to turn it on again. Uh, Canon has a lot of other cameras that don't do that. The, the thing with the M50 was it is one of the cameras that does have clean HDMI out, but then it turns off after 30 minutes. So that is a bummer. But I just, just wanted to mention it because, yes, that's a camera I use. I would not advise anyone to get that as a streaming camera. I think it's a great vlogging camera. Uh, again, the quality is great. I just used that one because it's one of the cameras I had. I wanted to start streaming. What do I have in the house? That's what I'm going to use. But do not get the M50 for streaming. All right, so tip number five is about software and taking the time to learn about software. If you want to take your streams to the next level, so you can start streaming with just a phone or even if it's your webcam or even if you do get a camera and a video capture card, you can keep your stream really simple just that people can see and hear you. But if you want to take your stream to a next level where you have your logo on screen, people can see the chat. If you have a new follower or subscriber that you have a pop-up on your screen, whatever you see when you watch live streams, you see all of these things, maybe extra backgrounds, you name it. All of this is possible using streaming software. And in this case, I would advise to go for a streaming software called OBS. This is open source software. It is totally free and it is amazing. There's so many options. Uh, it can get a little bit overwhelming, but OBS is a great place to start. There's also something called Streamlabs OBS, and please stay as far as away from that as you can. It is not related to OBS, even though they have OBS in their name, Streamlabs OBS. It is not a part of OBS and OBS even asked them to please remove the OBS from their name multiple times. They won't do it. OBS is open source, totally free. Streamlabs tries to charge you for stuff and there's more going on there. That is just not part of what I need to talk about, but I want to make sure people get to that right place. OBS. OBS is not the only one. There's a lot of streamers that I've seen that use other software, but then again, most of the streamers use OBS. So OBS allows you to do everything I just talked about. So you can get your video feed into the software 
and you can start building your template, build your scene and make it look however you want to make it look. If you want to have your video to be full screen, you can make it full screen. If you want to make it smaller and you want to have photos next to it or dancing little uh, animations, anything is possible. My first tip when it comes to software though is when you get started, just take it easy and take it one step at a time. I'm still doing that now. I'm learning new things about OBS every week. I just started using it, made a ton of mistakes when I first started. Not a lot of mistakes that people notice when they watch the streams, but just things that when I do more research, I find out like, okay, maybe I should do it the other way. But there's a lot you can do. And again, it can be overwhelming. So first, when you start out, just try to set up something basic and work with that. And after every stream, you can do a little bit of an evaluation like, okay, you look back, okay, that looked cool, but maybe this is a little bit too much, or maybe I wanna add this or that now, or maybe in the meantime, you see a couple of streams and you see some feature that looks really interesting, like, hey, that is something I might wanna add, and then look into how you can add it. Because some things are pretty easy to add, and I also use a service called Stream elements to make some of my overlays. And this for me is the perfect solution. I don't have to know anything about programming. I can go to stream elements, which by the way is also free. So streamelements.com, not a sponsor or anything. It's just what I use. I go to streamelements.com. And for instance, I make an overlay on their website. You do it online. That overlay is simply that you see my logo somewhere on the screen. I save that and then you get a URL. You copy the URL, you go to OBS, and in OBS, you just say, hey, I want a new browser source. It opens up, you copy paste your URL, and now you have a layer that shows your logo. That is like, it takes five minutes to do, and it's pretty basic. It can get a lot more complicated than that, and at first, I think I added probably something like 10, after like a month or two, 10 to 15 overlays. I've already taken that back down to like eight or six because it was just way too much. And every now and then something didn't work. And because I had so many, now I'm trying to figure out what didn't work while I'm streaming and DJing. So you wanna make sure that you don't distract yourself from your main goal. And your main goal is still to just play a dope set. Your live streaming is about DJing. So you wanna make sure that is the main focus. Learn about the software, but take it one step at a time. Just start with a basic, basic type of layout. And then every time when you see like, okay, this works, then you can see if you want to and need to add some more. And then you can get into making different scenes. You can have like an opening scene, something people see for the first couple of minutes. Then when you actually start, you have like a main screen. There's a ton of options. I still need to learn a lot. Now, I mentioned one name at the beginning of the podcast that is Epos Vox on YouTube. Ton of tips there. If you are more tech savvy and really into computers, you can also check out someone else called Nutty. He has uh, OBS tips, but they go a lot deeper. And a lot of times you have to really know a little bit more about working your computer to make that happen. But amazing options are available. And like I said, I, I keep on looking 
And my list of things I want to improve is long. Some of that is about hardware. A lot of that is actually just about improving my overall look because I have the cameras, I have the lighting, I have the audio, all of that is working. Now I look at improving the software side of things by improving the scenes that I have, seeing what I can do with overlays, looking at commands, which is also something, especially if you're streaming on Twitch, where you can just type in a command and then something will happen on screen in your stream. There's a lot you can do. So while we're on software, this is not really software, but we do have have the streaming options. I'm just going to mention that even though this is not five tips, we're probably into six, seven tips by now. Who cares? This is what we do. Freestyle all the way. I just want to make sure I mention them. And that is the streaming platforms. Where should you be streaming your DJ set? Now we've all seen, and maybe if you're already streaming, all witnessed that certain platforms are just not great for streaming because of copyright issues. Some of the social media platforms are just way under way more pressure from the streaming services and music labels to make sure that they don't allow copyrighted material. So if you're talking about Facebook, it's really hard to do your streams on Facebook. I've, I've tried and a lot of my streams just got taken down midstream because they don't want anything like that there. Instagram, same thing can happen. YouTube, the same thing can happen. I've done streams there that worked. And then I would get after the stream like 60 to 80 emails uh, with copyright claims. That didn't really affect my channel. But at a certain point, I did also get different type of warnings that were more about this goes against our policy. And that's when I decided to not do DJ streams on YouTube because I don't want to jeopardize my channels. So I think the best options for streaming as a DJ right now are Mixcloud because Mixcloud is totally legal. You can stream any music there. You will not have problems. The only thing is your replay is going to be audio only because they don't have the rights to allow you to do video replays. But the audio is fine. The downside is there's not a large audience on Mixcloud yet. Then you have the main one being Twitch because that is where most of the audience is. Twitch works actually just fine for a live stream. Only after the live stream, I just delete my set. First off, because 80% of the set will be muted because they do recognize all of the copyrighted material and they mute that. I haven't had any warnings, but I do know that certain channels have gotten into just a lot of problems because of copyrighted material. And those weren't even DJs. Those were gamers who were playing music in the background and some had their channels deleted. And I'm safe for now. And I haven't heard other DJs who've gotten into trouble on Twitch. But just to be safe, I do my stream. And after I'm done, I just delete the replay. But the live stream itself works perfectly fine and Twitch does still have the best community. The last one I use is Twitter. Yes, Twitter. They used to have a service called Periscope that was linked to Twitter. I used to stream on Periscope and I don't know what their policy is, but I've never had any issue with copyrights there. And that is actually the only place where you can see my video replays because they don't take anything down. Periscope ended at the beginning of 2021 around April or March, but Twitter kind of took over and now it's just a native service by Twitter. And if you use the Twitter producer, you can just live stream. And if you go to twitter.com slash DJ TLM, my live streams are still up. 
my mix live streams are still up. You can watch the replays. So Mixcloud, Twitch, and Twitter are my three. So one more thing, if you want to do what I do, and that is stream to all of those platforms, because when I do a DJ mix, I stream to Mixcloud, Twitch, and Twitter at the same time, or when I'm doing my DJ Q and A's on Wednesday, it's even more, because then I'm streaming to YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitch, Twitter, and Mixcloud. You can do that by using a service that allows you to stream to multiple platforms. So in OBS, I don't go from OBS to Twitch or to Mixcloud. My OBS stream goes to a service called Restream. Restream.io is the website. Restream does exactly what the name implies. They restream your stream, but they can stream it to multiple platforms. So whenever I go live, before I go live, I just click on the platforms that I want to get the stream. And in my mix case, it will be Twitch, Twitter, Mixcloud. Then I go live from OBS. It sends it to Restream and Restream sends it to all three platforms. Now, this is an additional investment because you have to get a subscription for that. Restream is not free. And if you want to be able to send to certain platforms, you need to have a higher subscription because their basic service only allows certain platforms. I would go with Twitch if you're just starting out because of the fact that they have the largest community. It is what it is. Even though Mixcloud is the one place that is 100% safe, they just don't have the audience yet. They don't have anything compared to the rating system on, on Twitch yet. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to what Twitch has built up over the years. So from that perspective, I think Twitch is the best way to go when you're starting out. I think I have more tips when it comes to this, so maybe I'll have to do a part two when it comes to streaming, uh, and we'll do that in the next episode, but we'll have to see. I think I have to call it a day right now because I've talked about a lot. I hope it was a little bit clear, and if you still have any questions, feel free to reach out. So if you're listening on a platform that allows you to comment, leave a comment in the comment section. If you're watching the video version on YouTube, Holla at your boy in the comments down below and let me know if you have any more questions because I can imagine that there's a lot that we didn't discuss here. But I hope this gives you a little bit of an overview of how you can make a stream look and sound a little bit better. Make sure you start streaming. That's number one. Number two is get that audio correct. Make sure you have a good sounding stream. That is the most important thing for us DJs. If you get your lighting right, it will improve your image quality. And then you need to look at what type of device you're going to use for streaming. Is it going to be a webcam, your phone, whatever it is. If you use certain devices, you'll need a capture card to connect to your computer. And when it comes to the software, just start with OBS, stream to one of the platforms I mentioned. And from there, start to experiment with overlays directly from OBS using a service like Stream Elements to create your overlays. And if you want to take it further than that and go to multiple platforms, use something like Restream. That's just a quick recap. Uh, so I want to thank you for joining me today for episode 91 of the Share the Knowledge podcast for DJs. I've been your host, DJ TLM. Thank you for tuning in. 
If you're watching the video version on YouTube, make sure you like and share the video, share the knowledge. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already because I know a lot of you watch and are not subscribed and that subscription really helps out with all of the crazy algorithms on YouTube. So help me please those YouTube gods by subscribing and activate the notifications so you know whenever I drop a new video. Next week, I'll be back with episode 92. And I know what it's about, but I'm not going to tell you. Tune in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you next time.